Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 42, chokes versus locks, high percentage submissions to guarantee victory. Victorious. What's up? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the... I don't know if you ever listen to the radio here in Sydney. I don't Triple J. Listen. I listen to Triple J sometimes. Right. Oh, Triple J is so shit now. Mm. Well, what am I? I'm about to sit here and say I don't listen to the radio, but then I have an opinion on the radio. <laughs> anyway, I don't really listen to the radio, but it's just on in my car when I get in the car, right? I, the, I drive usually such short distances at a time. I don't even bother like hooking like up my phone yeah. to like to have Spotify or whatever. And I used Unless, to- Unless of course you're listening to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, then it's highly recommended you take the extra time. <laughs> Sponsored by Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also used to, when I was saving money to open Alliance Sydney, I would work uh, cleaning swimming pools. So I was in and out of like a work ute all the time. So the radio was just always on. Anyway, so- uh, most people in Australia or definitely Sydney would know that one of the biggest radio stations here is called um, KISS FM. It's all the Kyle and Jackie O show radio station is what it's known as. But they have this segment on in the afternoon and I hear it because it's usually on my little like 10 minutes in the car, five minutes sometimes without traffic. I live really close to the gym. Uh, why don't I walk, you ask? Well, because I'm bulking and I'm just getting fat. No, <laughs> I don't walk because I'm a grown-up. No, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Because I hate the environment. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I usually have like geese and shit in my car, you know, so or whatever. I drive to the gym. Leave me alone. So they have this show on in the afternoon. It's the, called the Will and Woody Show. Uh, Will and Woody, I think, are two comedians. They have really good chemistry, right? The two hosts, right? They're actually quite funny dudes. Uh, I think they might even. Do they maybe have a podcast together? Oh, oh I think they just – Don't worry about it. I think, plug it. <laughs> yeah, I think KISS FM take their radio shows and put them into podcast format, yeah, which cool. I don't know if that includes all the music that plays and the commercials or I don't know. But, um, Probably commercials, most likely not music. Yeah, because otherwise why not just listen to the radio, right? Yeah, you'll get – depending on the music, I think you get copyrighted. Right, okay. Yeah, so we can't play like we, – we wouldn't be able to play like a popular – music track because then the artist wouldn't get paid for, right, for the streams. Right, right. Yeah. But can I sing that track? Well, yeah, it would sound nothing like the original, so it wouldn't flag. All right, ready? Dinkle, dinkle, little star. We've lost 99% of <laughs> all listeners. <laughs> That's all I know, nursery rhymes at the moment. That's right. all I know. Although Atlas does something. about Coco Melon? Yeah, Coco Melon's, a, I don't yeah. know the songs, but Coco Melon is like a kid's show. Yeah. You know what? Song Atlas, my son, who's two and a half, sometimes asks me to sing him like when it's like when I'm putting him to bed and he asks you to sing him a song. He, he says, he says, oh, I, he calls me Popeye and he'll be like, Popeye, a that's what he says. And what he's asking you, me to sing is that song, that song that's like, I said, a hip, a hop, a hippie, a hippie to the hip, hip, puppy, you don't stop rocking to the bed. You know, that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually the one he'll ask That's you so to cool. sing. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, a hippie, a hippie, a hippie, a hippie, a hippie, back to the hell Willa, were we? Oh, Will Woody, Woody show. You're telling us this really Dude, elaborate that, story. <laughs> that intro is so annoying. Oh my God, I hate it. The two guys are really funny. 
And yeah, like I said, they've got really good chemistry. I believe they're like really good friends as well in real life. So they just have like super good banter and have known each other forever. And uh, But man, their intro song is just the crappest song. Like, oh man, I'm not even going to try just sing it or whatever. And if anyone has heard it, they'll know. Mm. It's so crap. And I, I honestly believe that them as the when, – whenever the show starts – they come in super energetic, you know, as like most sort of like radio or TV personalities hosts have to be. They're like, welcome to the Will and Woody show. Hey, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's good. But honestly, they must just be sitting there being like, as they're waiting to come in, being like, fucking hate this intro. Like they would have heard it so many times. And it's just <laughs> dumb. The lyrics for the song are dumb. Oh, man. And when it comes on, I honestly, like, I'll, I'll be driving. And when it comes on, I just turn the radio off. Wow. It's that annoying. Wow. They should change it. Imagine if someone did that for our intro. No, but ours is like a nice just little bit of music. Theirs yeah. is like this crap song. Will and Woody. It's like he's got these dumb lyrics. It's yeah. just annoying. I, I turn the radio off when it, like, I'm happy to listen to Will and Woody, but whenever their little intro comes on, I, um, I legit turn it off. The first podcast that I had was a fitness podcast and it had RTC fitness, right? RTC fitness. Yeah. Podcast. Um, I don't even, I think it's still live. You could probably find it. Um, but I don't obviously post there anymore. Haven't done for a while. And I, the intro song for that was like a, a DJ sort of like, like a old school radio, like welcome, blah, blah, blah. It had this like American voiceover oh, guy yeah. do it and yeah. fuck, like looking back, it was so bad. Oh. So cringe. I wonder if they would think that about our intro. No, I think our intro no, is good. Is a clean. It's, it's, it's like clean. It's like timeless. Let us know. Leave a yeah. comment. <laughs> send us a, an Instagram DM. What you think about the intro? You know what? <laughs> because we are recording uh, so many episodes to uh, sort of backlog for December, we are recording so, this. Yeah, people in November. might not know this. Yeah, yeah, we are recording this in November. Taking holidays. So I'm, yeah, so I'm taking a holiday. I'm going to Sweden. So we're trying to make sure that we, you know, we're bringing we, the goods. We want you guys, like yeah. a lot of podcasts take like have, have a break. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's not like we would never take a break because, yeah. you know, life we comes up. We promise we never what, will. Yeah, yeah. You know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where a lot of podcasts or shows in general take breaks over the, the holiday period. Yeah. Fair enough. Like that's. I take holidays over the holiday period. Yeah. But we're pre but fuck that. <laughs> we're pre-recording. So when you guys are on holidays over yeah. Christmas and New Year's, you, you still have fix? new current yeah. uh, Beyond Jiu-Jitsu episodes coming out. So I exactly. think actually uh, This is in December. This will be the second week of December. Yeah, we've you know, so on you'll Friday. have an episode. I was looking at the calendar. There'll be a brand new episode that actually will come out on Christmas Eve. Mm. There'll be another brand new episode that comes out on New Year's Eve. Mm. So for you guys who don't have any friends or a life. Yeah. And your family hates you. And all you care about is jujitsu. <laughs> we got you. We, we got hate you. you. No, <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you so much for listening. Don't no 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 no. Don't, 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 don't wait, hit the wait, pause wait, button. Come wait, back, wait, come, wait, back wait. come back, come back. Come <laughs> back. Rewind. I feel it feels I'm just like, kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> it feels like one of those um the you know those YouTube ads, right? And they're like five seconds before you yeah. can skip it. Or now there's YouTube ads that you can't even skip. Yeah. They're the pits, but, but you know the ones. As someone that, that runs YouTube ads, do you, know, you get do you get more money if you run an unskippable ad? 
How does that choose, work? I don't choose. Yeah, okay. Let's go into it. Like we, we will no, get into not. the jiu-jitsu. Just answer it quickly. <laughs> oh, okay. So when when you monetize, like, let me let me pull up. Let this, me pull out my spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you monetize YouTube, uh, there is an option which is highly recommended that all uh, creators use, which lets YouTube's um, AI monetize it for you. So you can choose where your ads go. You can put as many or as little ads as you want, but the best practice is just letting YouTube do it. So YouTube will run whatever ads it sees fit based on the content, based on your subscribers and based on the length of the video. That's the best way to do it. Do you get more money for that or yes. less money? More money for that? Well, it depends. You would if if you put more ads in, you'd get less money. But I follow. I actually don't even watch the videos anymore because of how bad it got has been. Some YouTube creators. If ever you're you know watching YouTube and you f- you think fuck, there's so many ads on this video, like way more than normal. It's probably because the creator put them there, right, uh, to try okay. and get more money. But it interrupts the viewing experience and takes away from it. Like I'm do running. People, like, do people do people uh, do? I'm going to share, I don't know how this affects the creator. Mm. I'm going to share a little hack for people for YouTube. You say ad blocker. No. I want to jump over that thing. It's slappy. I'm going to share how you get rid of ad block, like how you essentially ad block without having ad blocker. For some reason, this doesn't work on my laptop, but it works on my phone every single time. Okay. So I watch these, uh, this YouTube channel all the time. I think it's called free documentary. Mm-hmm. They're usually like 50, 55 minute documentaries about various stuff. I personally watch ones about, I don't know, like I'm watching one at the moment about um, the cold war submarines okay. and, you know, or I'll watch one about the, the bird, what's it called? The Burj Khalifa, is it Burj Khalifa? Yeah, yeah, Whatever right, the, yeah. the, the, the world's tallest building, yeah. engineering documentaries and things like that. Right. And I often watch them like as I'm in bed and I fall asleep watching them. Right. That's like, I know it's not good for like sleep and melatonin and whatever, but go you know, on. <laughs> I, I go, I go to sleep watching YouTube. Leave me alone. Okay. okay. I, I drive to, watching, I drive, why don't you watch, go to sleep watching my YouTube? Get me that sweet, sweet <laughs> revenue, baby. I already just, see you so just much. Start a playlist when you're going to sleep. I'll, I'll, my dulcet tones will lull you to sleep and I can get that sweet, sweet ad <laughs> Look, revenue. If, if I wanted someone's voice to put me to sleep, I'd put a John Denneher fucking instructional on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so like if I'm falling asleep, it's then really disruptive if an ad comes on and you know, one of those ads that's like, Know, wait, oh, wait, don't, wait, don't, wait, wait, don't, don't hit the skip button. You know, have you ever won it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. A way to get these ads not to pop up works on my cell, doesn't work on a, my laptop for whatever, is if you just take the slider and you slide all the way to the end of the video. So YouTube thinks you've watched the video and then you hit like replay and then play the video again. None of the ads come up. Oh, sneaky. So I don't know how that what happens on the creator's end. Yeah. Oh, we right? wouldn't get, we wouldn't get. Um, but sometimes, revenue. sometimes what will happen, sometimes it just will then go straight to the end of the video. Play and, one ad. Yeah. Set. And yeah. it'll play okay, one then. ad yeah. that you can't skip or sometimes yep. you can, it'll play one ad before it'll let you hit replay. Yeah. But then, so then it's almost, or it might play two ads. It's almost as if it like puts all the ads in the one go yeah, and then does. you get yep. a clean set of the video. Yeah, that makes sense. And then other times like it won't do that. But anyway, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. So fair ad blocker without having an ad blocker. Fair enough. You're still watching ads. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So 11 minutes in. 
Yeah, 11 minutes in, the Will and Woody intro sucks. I drive to work. That's like you're addressing maybe I, the one person that's listening to this. Yeah, this one person's like, Sydney finally. And just so happens to listen to that radio station. We have mostly international listeners. I apologize for or, the Will and Woody. Or search it and listen to it and tell me what you think. It sucks. <laughs> Leave us a comment. And on that note, uh, catch you later. Yeah, we get like one person being like, bro, I think it's actually quite a good intro. And then all these other people being like, your jiu-jitsu podcast intro sucks. Yeah. Your yeah. artwork sucks. Why are you on a rocket? You guys rocket? suck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are we on a rocket? That's a good question. I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, I, I think, love it I too. think it's a great artwork. Yeah. It was super happy with it. Yeah, and, I'm you know, still stoked about it. It's yeah, it's stupid, amazing. but it's cool. Okay. So, jokes versus locks. High percentage submissions to guarantee victory. Quite a uh, clickbait substantial claim, but let's get into it. Yeah, First I mean, of all, what's your what's your preference? If you could get a submission via choke or a shoulder lock, I know mine. I'm actually before I'm actually trying to think like I'm actually thinking about what's my favorite submission. I know mine. What's your favorite submission? At the moment, can't get past a rear naked choke. Yeah, it's a great one. It just feels so satisfying, and it's got the word naked in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just once you have a really like deep rear naked choke. Well, when I get it, there's. No one's getting out. No one's the getting Gonskis. out. Yeah, if I can get my uh, get my head. To, to, for, for those that don't know this small detail, I'm going to white belt teaching white belts here. Oh, yeah. So um, I generally, my choking arm is generally my left my left side. I don't know why. It just, just yeah, so happens to be. always have a better side. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know why. So my left, left side is the choking side. My right side slides in behind. And then I block my hand behind the, their head with my face. That's like a, a small. Who taught you that, Ken? Don't know. I think uh, Danaher was on, on instructional. That's where I get my goods from. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I I actually, I mean, I I picked up that detail from from Andre Galvão. Oh, there actually. you go. So, so you know, always stuff to learn. Yeah. Regardless of who it is, where and, they're from. And one thing that people, because I mean, fuck it. It's, lots it's, of people. To, it's to protect your, you know, yeah, the hand that's around your neck is yeah. the choking hand, but you know, uh, if. Yes, you can do a one-armed rear naked choke, but it's a lot you know, harder. let's ignore that for now. It's that hand that comes behind your head. Mm. If that's in position, you can't get the the choking arm away. Yes. Because, so you in. need to get that hand out from behind your head first yes. before you can deal with the yep. choking arm. So you put your chin or your face like over that hand or wrist. Mm -hmm. So if the person reaches back to try peel it your off, head's in the way. like they can't. Exactly. And I think, I mean, I knew how to do a rear naked choke, not not to all these details, but I knew how to do a rear naked choke well before I started jiu-jitsu. I think it's one of the most common things people know. Like, you know, boys will be boys fucking around. Yeah. You know, rough housing. Everyone knows that one, right? Yeah. But way untrained people do it is they will bring it around, make like a big fucking, they extend their other arm fully out and then yeah. like yeah, uh, and it, kind then of it, bring their palm. I'm trying to explain this over over audio, but bring their palm to their face and then behind the yeah. head. And there's so That's much wrong, opportunity. Yeah, so, so wrong. wrong. So much opportunity to get caught. So I slide it in. I don't extend it and, and like yeah. sort of bicep curl it. Yeah. Slide it in, chuck my fucking head in the way. And Gone if I get in that posi position, there's yeah, you're, no one can get yeah. out. Like yeah. a black belt, depending on the black belt, but the black belt couldn't get out. Yeah, like, like once it's in, you it, shouldn't. Yeah, you should not not be able to finish it. Yeah, so that's I why mean, I like it so much. And anyone who says they're getting out is like full yeah. of themselves or it wasn't in properly. I recently- Or you haven't seen my biceps. Yeah. I mean, I recently just, you know, just as I'm in the YouTube hole, came across a video of Frank Mir 
talking about how to escape a rear naked choke. Do you know who Frank Mir is? Yeah, of course. So if you don't, he's an incredibly high-level jiu-jitsu black belt and uh, a UFC veteran, previous, I think, heavyweight world champion. And, you know, one of like the early day UFC guys, Mm -hmm. one of the uh, sort of early, I don't want to say like, you know, obviously hoist. Sorry? Coaches now, doesn't he? Uh, he probably coaches something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not like Hoist Gracie early, like mm. introduced jiu-jitsu to he's the world. But 60 once or something around there, you'll see 60. Yeah, man, I got, I got no idea. But, you know, he, he was one of the sort of, you know, early guys to be known for his jiu-jitsu skills, like in, in MMA. Mm. And, yeah, I was watching him talking about how to escape a rear naked choke. It's like the exact same thing. Someone asked him, like, oh, and, like, what do you do when it is all locked in? And he's like, man, like, you know. Hold your breath. It's like too late, bro. You know, like it's, you know, if the dude has any skills, yeah, even a competent white belt, like once Mm. it's in, man, like, and they squeeze, like. That's like saying, what, how do I escape a, um, a a Kimura when my arm's already behind my back and they're completely Yeah, and it's a millimeter away from dislocating. Yeah. Like, how do I escape that? Well, you fucking don't, mate. You don't. And it's the same with the rear naked choke. That's why it's my favorite. Because if you get to that position, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Like you may not, they may not tap straight away, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Anyway. But what's my favorite submission? Ah, that, that kind of changes all the time, actually. You know, if I- I know what your favorite armbar is at the moment. What armbar is that? Far side armbar. Oh, the one we did yesterday. Yeah, I'm yeah, so grateful for that class. Like armbar. I'm so grateful. Cause I was, I was asking Joey, like the week before, like, oh, hey, you know, how do you do the fast side armbar? And, and then did. you're like, today we're doing fast side armbar. Like, yeah. Joey didn't want to share it. <laughs> no, he, he did it. Dingy. He said he would, no. but he never did. <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't be my favorite submission. Like, I, I mean, it kind of changes. I really like, I think I naturally like ones more that I've been able to put my own sort of twist on it. Oh, you're Not- Ezekiel? Well, no, that I didn't put a twist on, right? I do that the same way that it was taught to me, like back when I was a white belt. But um, yeah, like the lapel Ezekiel I do from Mount, I really enjoy that. Uh, I really like bow and arrow chokes. Yeah, me too. I I really like- um, Playing with that one at the moment. I like, you know, the, the way that I do a straight foot lock, it's kind of a bit, people might know it as like an Aoki lock. It's just like a little bit- different or one of my favorite submissions is is like i've ranted before about how i hate when people make up dumb names for shit that already exists so let me first say i named this this particular thing because uh i'm not saying i invented this i'm sure there's people that have done it but like it was never taught to me and like if someone asked me what it's called like I, I wouldn't know what to type into YouTube to find an instructional on how to do this. Like I don't, so feel free if someone's like, oh, I learned this from, let's say, I don't know, someone more reputable than me, feel free to tell me what they call it. Mm. I call it an Atlas submission and it is, it's not just like an armbar, but you know, I hold thumb down instead of thumb up. Like, no, it's like a completely different, it's like from an umna platter. So who would probably have a name for this would be Clark Gracie. If you don't know, Clark Gracie's known as like the Omniplata king. Like he has one yeah. of the best Omniplatas and all these awesome Omniplata variations. So um, it's like an Omniplata, but I actually take like the far arm from the Omniplata position. You know, the one um, where like they end up with their chest opened out like this. I call it an Atlas submission because it's kind of like, you know, chest open out, like as if they're holding something up on their shoulders. Mm. But anyway. I really like that submission. I think you've done that to me before. 
definitely have. So I don't know. Yeah, what you it's definitely called. have, and I got it on film actually. Sick. I remember because I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like so, uh, you know, I like locks and chokes, but I think oh, I've got to stop saying I think. I know I'm gonna be, you know, yeah, really have confidence in what I'm saying. Kieran. Yeah. You're always doubting me and it's really getting to me. You, know? <laughs> you really black belt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Because I spoke to Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got Adams. the message chain right here. He He's never he heard of you. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone really know. you know, everyone knows that from a competition point of view, chokes are the way to go yeah. because doesn't matter, you know, they say it doesn't matter how big, how strong you are when cut off that you blood cut off the, the blood flow to the brain, you pass out, Does you know. So you can't argue that, that chokes are definitely the better way to go, yeah. right? But doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the, the highest percentage, you know. If we're looking at the highest percentage, I, I don't know if you could – look past heel hooks at the moment as being the highest percentage, you know, and I mean, as them not being the highest percentage. Just just in a couple sentences for those of the audience, for the benefit of the audience, what do we mean by highest percentage? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. What do we mean? Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess you could look at it in a couple of ways. You could look, do you mean high percentages in once you get to the submission, you have a high percentage of finishing it? Mm. Or do we mean high percentages in you have a higher percentage to get to that position? I think it would be finishing the submission. Yeah, that that is a good question, right? Because if you say what is a high percentage submission and you're only counting that percentage, that, that statistic when you get to the position, but it's almost impossible to get to, right? Yeah, like you could like, say like, let's say like a- um, Americana even. Yeah, like you almost never see it anymore because But of, if you get there, you've, you're going to yeah. finish it, right? Or well, what's any, the bloody, like a no, twister, really. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very hard to find yourself in a twister, but once you're there, you're it has like a 100% so success rate. F- for me, I think- So I think we kind of got to combine the two. Yeah, exactly. You know, so exactly. for example, a twister, once you're in it, has a very high finish rate, but in terms of it, a high percentage submission to put into your game plan mm. for you to win a match by that submission, I would put a twister very, very low. low. Whereas he, a triangle, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, triangle is easier to get to, but there's more, people have more experience escaping them. So it, it may be harder yeah. to finish a triangle. At least yeah. for me, it fucking is. Yeah. So, you know, so all chokes, well, and it's worth pointing out there's two types of of chokes right you've got blood chokes so your rear naked choke where it cuts off the the sides of the neck the carotid artery stops the blood to the brain Mm. and then you've got like throat chokes that that choke on your esophagus Mm. and they you know so blood chokes are to some degree painless which is why you'll pass out because you can think you're fine it doesn't hurt and then you pass out Whereas throat chokes are painful yeah. and they don't necessarily cut off the blood. They, just they cut, cut off your airway. Yeah. But, you know, you can hold your breath hypothetically Which for is what I do a long often. time. <laughs> right? But they hurt a lot. Yeah. So not all chokes are equal, but for the sake of this, we're just most chokes are blood chokes, right? Um, so chokes are great because they're going to put you to sleep if they're on correctly. But, I, but heel hooks are also incredibly high percentage because – it's 
I don't want to say relatively easy. I mean, but yeah, it's relatively easy to get to leg entanglements. I mean, I say that, but you know, if I were to roll with Gordon Ryan, I'd never get to a leg entanglement if he didn't want me to, right? Mm. But you know, it's relatively easy to get your legs tangled up with someone opposed to get your arms around their neck, I think. And then even though it's a lock and not a choke, because the breaking point is so easy to get to once you once you're in the position, those two factors combined make it an incredibly high percentage finish. So, for example, let's look at the fight 2004 Worlds was Hodger Gracie versus Jacare. If you don't know about this fight, it's a very famous fight where Jacare was winning on points in the final, I believe it was the finals of the Worlds, 2004. Jacare was winning on points. Hodger had uh, Jacare in an armbar right? And Jacare knew he was up on points, but there was only like a minute to go or 30 seconds to go. And he just let Hodger break his arm. So with his broken arm, he could rip his arm out of the, the arm bar. And then he just ran out the clock and he won the match, right? Whereas obviously if it were a choke, he would have passed out. And when he's asleep, the, the fight's over and Hodger would have won. So yeah, it's either over or you die. Yeah. But I think, you know, everyone's Pain threshold is obviously different, but I don't know, man. I feel, I feel that people are less likely to let their legs break than their like arms and shoulders. I don't know I why. Don't that, know why? But yeah, I agree. I think it's know? for me. It's a fear of knees. Like I know that once your knee has blown, it is a trial to get it back. Well, I, I mean, you could say that about an arm as well. But there's something about it, like not being able to walk or like having that knee issue. But I mean, to, to your point, in a more recent example. And I th- sorry, just interrupt. But, but, you know, I think it's also because, you know, heel hooks ex- expose the joint in a way that it's not supposed to bend. And I know that can be said about uh, all joint locks. But here's what I mean. When you do an arm bar, you're forcing the arm into hyperextension. Mm. And you, yes, that's not the way the arm's supposed to bend, but it naturally has, everyone's different, but it has a little bit of hyperextension in it yeah. as it is. It has a bit of give. A fail safe, if you will. Same like, with yeah. the Kimura, right? Like you're forcing the, the, the shoulder into past where it can rotate, but it's already in an orientation that it, it, it moves, right? So even an armbar, it's in the opposite direction, but it's, but you know, you're, you're operating within the, the linear movement of that joint, right? The compression and the extension of the joint. Whereas when you look at a heel hook, it's not like a knee bar. A knee bar is a knee bar is an arm bar on the legs. You're hyperextending the knee. Some people have really good range in their hyperextension of their yeah. knee, and you're operating in the direction that the joint already bends, right? Whereas a heel hook is into the side of the knee, like in, like the joint doesn't bend that way in At either all. direction. Yeah. Whereas in a knee bar, like, yeah, you're bending it in the wrong direction, but you're still operating in the direction yeah. that the, the joint is designed to operate. Yeah. Whereas a lateral, like there's zero bend. Yeah, you know? you're, on, you're so, on bone, you're not on. So it's like real aggressive, the breaking point, incredibly painful, the breaking yeah. point, And a really good visualization of it is the, I think it was the last, who's number one, or by the time you guys are listening to this, it might be two who's number ones ago, but Jacob Couch from uh, Daisy Fresh fought Roberto Jimenez from uh, Studio 54, I think their gym's called now in Las Vegas. 
and Jacob submitted him with a heel hook from 50-50. Roberto was standing. And, man, like you really see his knee give out laterally mm. and Roberto like tap and scream out in pain. Like, like it, Did he have any permanent damage? I know? don't know. Eh? I haven't like uh, – I don't him. follow him as yeah. much on, on social media as I used to. I'm not sure. I looked at it thinking like, man, he's maybe didn't need surgery, but I've looked at it thinking there's no way something isn't torn. Because you yeah. can tear a ligament without needing surgery, right? Yeah. You have a grade one, grade two tear or something. I reckon he would have – Well, he a, wouldn't have been walking the next day. There's no way. In a very recent UFC match, I think it was UFC 266 or something, somewhere around there, um, it would be easy to find Sanhagen versus Chandler. Uh, Sanhagen had Chandler in a heel hook uh, and Chandler just did not tap. And even like all the commentary and, and the way he was carrying himself after, his knee would have been shot. Well, I don't think he tore anything because he didn't need surgery. Um, but I mean, the damage on his knee would have been definitely there. And well, one of the the more jujitsu specific famous incidents was what you know exploded Craig Jones onto the scene when he fought Leandro Lowe at the ADCC and submitted him with a rear naked choke. Uh, he got to his back off uh, Leandro, like defending very loosely, using the term defending a heel hook. But Craig had him in a heel hook. And he said in an interview or in a podcast or something, Craig said that he heard Leandro's knee tear. He said it made the same sound as if you rip corrugated cardboard. That's, what, that's what he said Leandro's knee sounded like. You know, so oh. even aggressive heels, yes, they're super high percentage, you know, they're not as – if you just look at the – yeah – in terms of its finishing rate when it's on, it's not 100% like a blood choke. A correctly applied blood choke will work 100% of the time because mm. you cut off blood to the brain. Like mm. there's <laughs> science, bitches. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> even though heel hooks are incredibly high percentage, they are not 100% when it's on because you will still find that one mm. one or two people who will let you rip their leg apart Those and put them in a wheelchair. Motherfuckers. But – like there are very few of them, yeah. you know, uh, and I believe the combination of there not being many people willing to let it break and that getting legs tangled, like they're just such a, a high percentage heel hooks and, and any, any, any blood choke really. In the gym, just training, my preference to get a submission is 110% every single day of the week, a choke. Like Why? Because there's less risk of injuring my partner. Yeah, that's true too. Like if I've not injured, injured someone without like, you know, fuck, I put on a rear naked choke across someone's face before, whatever, you know. Why didn't they move their face out exactly, of Exactly. Like Idiot. hurt their nose, whatever, you get over it. Um, that's fine. I don't mind. Um, and I've fucking ripped chokes on across people's jaws and shit. Like, you know, that's the nature of training, right? But I've never like actually injured, injured someone using a, a choke versus a joint lock. Yeah. So I'm very wary of rolling with some, particularly when we're both going hard, when we're both like, you know, neither of us wants to lose, neither, like it's training like, or even a competition sort of role or a competition class. Um, you know, if I get someone in a joint lock, I have that little like inkling yeah. feeling like, oh, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not super happy about this position right yeah. now. Because when, when you're training, right, you, you you need to look after yourself and look after your partner. Yeah. However, sometimes you, you know, you. This is something I always <laughs> criticize you on, which is 
every time you're caught in a submission, as in like a joint submission, you you see it's not like you let yourself get really deep into it. You never wanted to, but it's like no matter how deep you're in it, you see if you can dig yourself out. And it's and you often, you know, then come away with not a permanent or even a short-term injury, but you'll often come away being like, oh, I should have tapped earlier, yeah. right? And it's important as a competitor to do that every now and again. You definitely want to be able to see – I don't mean put yourself in a bad position, but when you're in – when 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 your back's against the wall, mm. you've got to see how yeah, much you've got – can I do that hitchhiker? Yeah, can like, I do that fucking – But yeah, you can't do it every time, yeah. you know? It's just – it's just too damaging for your joints. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here with someone who's shortly heading off for, for elbow surgery yeah. due to uh, bone spurs in my elbow. If you don't know what that is, it's like from wear and tear in the joint, essentially from years. It's not an injury as in trauma happened. Mm. It's just years it's of- a chronic sort of, of issue. Yeah, it's a chronic injury from years of compression in the joint and hyperextension in the joint that the, the joint has kind of worn away mm. and the body- attempt to repair it is to like grow extra bone almost like a cat like almost how you get calluses on your fingers but in the joint however you know the body doesn't regrow bone correctly so there's now just extra bits of bone in the joint that get in the way of the joint and very painful to extend and compress the arm uh so as someone who has had (laughs) their their joint continuously hyperextended and compressed over the years. Like it's not healthy. I'm not saying that means everyone's going to get bone spurs. Mm. Like I'm actually the only, I actually don't have any jujitsu friends who have had elbow surgery due to bone spurs. But the the surgeon told me, for example, it's really common in boxers as well, because when boxers oh, are defending always... punches, right? Like their elbow gets a bit more compressed oh, than they would want, okay. like as they're yeah, blocking right, right. punches. Like their elbow just, extension. yeah, but that as well. When they throw, mm. like, you know, they've gone for a punch and they're throwing 100%, but yeah. they miss because yeah. the guy yeah, yeah. dodged, like they hyperextend their elbow yeah, a little bit. Snaps into, and yeah. just years of doing that, yeah. right? Just wears the joint down. Uh, so it's just not super healthy to fight that hard mm. every single time. I'm Even if you don't come away with a short-term injury, just that like, oh, I should have tapped earlier. Yeah. yeah, every now and again to so you can see like what if you've got what it takes to get out, you know, and there's times that you'll get out, there's times you won't and you'll think I should have tapped earlier and there's times that you will get out and think I should have tapped earlier yeah. as well. Like I do that quite a lot actually, more than I'd like to admit. I'll get out of a of a position and then, you know, actually, no, I feel like it's always worth it when you get out. Like if you get out and you've still got that, I should have tapped earlier, it's like, well, at least you got out. But when you get submitted and you and think you, I should have yeah. tapped earlier, it's like, well, I got tapped anyway. I should have just tapped earlier. So I have a training partner, Samir, and he has a vicious armbar. Whenever he gets me in an armbar, I'll fight it to the fucking last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. knows it too. So he he – you know, like when we're having a very heated role, he doesn't give me – he doesn't bring it on slow and give me – well, he does give me a chance to tap. I'm not saying he tries to break my arm. Like I'm not saying that, but he knows that I'm going to fight so he doesn't, you know, give that little grace period. Like, okay, yeah. you know, I do that. Particularly when I'm rolling against someone that's newer, I'll get them in the position, like an armbar, for example, and I won't put it on, which I don't yeah. know if this is a bad habit. You, you could probably tell me. No, I'll, like I'll just extend their arm and I'll, I won't put on the submission, but I'm sort of letting them know like, hey, tap now, please. Like, yeah, yeah. It's That's, time to tap. I mean, I, I – Otherwise, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I usually do that even against more experienced yeah. 
partners, unless yeah. we're having a bit of a competition role, you know. Then you need to finish it. Going to judge it on yeah. each, each role individually. Yeah. So I do it like Kimuras, um, Americanas, armbars particularly. Um, I try to get to that position where, you know, you're, you're going to apply it and then just wait. Wait yeah, you kind of want to take them to that point where you're like, hey, man, if I go a little bit more, mm. you know, yeah, give, give them a chance give them to fight. Chance. And then, yeah, particularly like the, the some of the um, newer guys, I, I don't think they what, get the message, right? Yeah. So and, they, they kind of like are sort of squirming around. Yeah. And a really common one you see actually is when, yeah, let's say an armbar mm. and the guy's connected his grips and he's yep. fighting it with everything and the guy's pulling on it with everything. Yeah. And then the oh. guy who's fighting the grip, fighting the armbar so hard, he goes from 100% fighting it to his grip like breaking and then he has – so it goes from 100 to zero yeah. in terms of defense. Yep. But the guy who's been pulling on it is still pulling on it at 100. So he doesn't it's have like time. Yeah, he doesn't have time to adjust that you just 100% gave out, yes. right? Whether that's because your bicep gassed or your grip slipped yep. or whatever it is. And then he just slingshots back yep. into this – hype like and you don't get a chance to tap because yeah. you held on until it failed you yeah. know like same with kimura same position same sort yeah. of grip yeah and you just like yeah. give no no chance and then all of a sudden you just fucking sprung board their bloody joint yeah to the next fucking room yeah. but with chokes you know it's it, it's a i guess you could say it's a little i i'm hesitant to say it's a little safer to be able to fight it really hard i don't but, know how dangerous dangerous it is to go out like yeah like look i'm you know, I'm, I'd actually like to know because yeah, I, I don't know. I don't lot. know from a, a medical point of view, but I don't know that much about science. But I don't. <laughs> I don't believe consistent restriction of blood to the brain is good for you. Yeah. Right. So you wouldn't want to be doing it once a week. But I mean, I probably. I mean, I've gone out once in my entire fuck career. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, I mean, there's times where I've gone really close where like then when you finally tap, you almost like need 30 you're, seconds. Yeah. You're like, oh, hang yeah, on, I'm like, you know, because yeah. you went so close. But even that I avoid doing, you know, I don't, I yeah, mean, I think maybe with, with experience, you kind of get to a point where you know if, yeah, I'm not getting out of this, even if they haven't but, put the squeeze on yet. I mean, I've been in that position. You know that how you like, oh, fuck, I need 30 seconds. I've been in that position after escaping, so, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. a I mean, Yeah, like and a then submission. you're trying to like, and then you're like, yeah. oh, where am I yeah, trying exactly. to- And then I just grab them. and hold. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, for some reason, I end up in like psych control. Well, it's like the dudes in the UFC who you see them like go out and then wake yep. up and start fighting the ref. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're like about that. to go out. So they go into turtle and just grab onto like anything they can yeah. find, like a leg or something. Yeah. You saw that in uh, UFC 268, Usman versus um, Kobe Covington. Covington at the end of uh, the second round nearly got knocked out and he just grabbed onto Usman's like leg and just- like was, you know, trying his best. You could tell that he was like fucking moments away from going out. Yeah. And he, it was 10 seconds left, so he, he survived. But that in a jiu-jitsu context, I've been in that situation a lot. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't recommend doing that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, you know, it just can't be good for you. Yeah. You know, and I say that even, even when you're, when you're drilling techniques, right? Let's say, let's say something that's a bit known for, being a bit nasty to drill like guillotines, Guillotine, right? Yeah. Guillotines are one of those submissions that if you get caught in a tight one or if you drill it really aggressively, you wake up the next day and you're like, I think I'm getting sick. And then you're like, oh no, I just got guillotine and my yeah. throat sore. Yeah. Uh, so that's one that, you know, I'll say to people, okay, when you're drilling this, you're about to drill this for like three minutes each, you know? So yeah, do the first like two or three nice and tight. So 
you and your partner both know that it's being done correctly. But then after that, you don't need to rep every single one for the next three minutes, yeah. like really tight. That's the same with, with joint locks, right? Yeah. Like, I do that with the you know, drilling, if I'm doing yeah. an arm bar, yeah, I'll do one or two where I take it all the way to max extension and you have to tap. And yeah. then, but then after that, like, yes, I still want to go through the motions because we're building muscle memory, but I don't need to every repetition really hyperextend your elbow, Yeah. right? Otherwise you end up with bone spurs, bro. Yeah, right? exactly. So, and yeah, same for chokes. Like if I'm like, yeah, I'll do the first few rear naked chokes nice and tight. So you might feel a bit of that like loss of blood to the mm. brain, but I'm then not going to do every rep yeah. where you're like, you know, I mean, imagine just constantly like throttling someone, you know, yeah, for three minutes. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, it can't be good. Yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely a better way to drill is yeah. do a couple. And then just, just go, and like, it's, do and the, it, not go through the motions, but then just do the technique without applying the submission portion. And even if, if some sense. neuroscientist was like, no, there's zero harm to your brain. Go for it. I'll be like, Still, yeah, but it's like not very pleasant. Nah, it's you shit. Know? So like, it's really shit. Why do it anyway? Yeah. And onto your point about, you know, being stubborn in guillotines or getting caught in real tight guillotine. I was being very arrogant with a, a newer guy um, last month or like the start of this month, a little while ago, right? A few weeks back and we're doing stand up, and I've, was being a fucking arrogant little bitch because I, I thought I was just going to like absolutely tell him and he caught me in a um, standing guillotine and I was so stubborn. I did not want to tap because like I let myself get there and I'm yeah, like, no way, yeah. I'm not tapping. So I like let him just fucking crank my neck for so long and I finally tapped and like stormed off like a little bitch. And <laughs> I had, the, I, I, yeah, straight up, like you were saying, you think you're getting sick. I had the, the worst throat pain for like two weeks. Not worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't I had, be arrogant. <laughs> I, had a roll a, I had a roll a little while ago. I can't even remember who it was or what the position was, but it was something where like they had me in some type of submission that it was like, it wasn't tight at all. And so I'd already like put into my, my head, like this, this submission ain't happening. Like it's so yeah. loose. I'm yep. going to pass or sweep or yep. get, or whatever. I, Honestly, can't remember what the position was. But then it got super tight. And I got really stubborn because I had already told myself that it's uh, not yep, tight. Yep. And this and he's not gonna get not it. Not happening, son. Yeah, not yeah. happening. No, I already told myself he's yeah. ain't happening. Yeah. And then I ended up getting out. But then I remember afterwards being like, holy shit, that was tight. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've been I've been getting a really bad habit. I've been getting like lack of a better word. Like there is no better word. I've been getting arrogant a little bit with like some of the like uh, less experienced white belts will say. Um, and me going into the role and being like, yeah, this will be, this will be fine. Like, you know, I'll dictate the pace and then let them get to a too deep into the waters that, you know, I'm like, oh fuck now I'm in trouble. Yeah. And then I'm like, so stubborn, like you said, like I've already decided in my mind, I'm smashing this person. Yeah. And then I have to like, all right, now we fucking got to turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stop yeah, doing I that. Yeah, I do that sometimes. I got to stop doing yeah. that. Like it's good to, I, I mean, I suppose like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's good to experience difficult positions when or put yourself in bad positions within reason not being a dick yeah you got to be careful though because you you can reinforce bad habits exactly right? that's what so, i'm concerned about i mean if you're just doing jiu-jitsu for a hobby it's not the end of the world yes but, uh, i don't want to give an inch i don't want to concede a sweep i don't want to yeah. fucking you know let yeah. someone take my back when i shouldn't yeah same yeah. way like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be playing a game of football like a game of soccer and be like i'm gonna pass the ball to the 
the enemy, the opposing team, yeah. to then see if I can take it back from them. Yeah, you're not going to do why, that. Like, why? Yeah, yeah you know? 100%. So, yeah, you know, you don't want to reinforce bad habits and then mm. that becomes you just being really shit at passing the ball. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because, like, in, in if you if you translate it to a competition context, right, if I get in a scenario where normally I let the less experienced guy pass me in this because it's like, ah, oh, I can be fucked defending and I'll just escape. But if I'm in a competition, equal skill, equal yeah, weight. Yeah, won't necessarily play out like that. <laughs> exactly. I might get into that position, arrogantly think, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to pass because I always pass in the gym or like escape rather yeah, and yeah. then be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't escape. Yeah, that's right. And now I lose. Yeah, don't want to do that. Uh, I just want to tell a, a, a bit of a story for chokes and going out, right? There's a – you sometimes see these old school gyms or <laughs> – or whatnot, and they do this really dumb training where they they choke you out intentionally. Actually, you know who does this in the modern era is Murillo from Unity, uh, from Unity in New York. I've never met Murillo in person, so I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have these these stories from like the firsthand individuals who have experienced it or been there and seen it. But anyway, I, I just want to say this is just what I've been told. I was never there. But a couple of things that I've heard is for, for one, like apparently Murillo really hates getting photos taken, right? So sometimes when visitors drop into the gym and they're like at the end of class or whatever, they're like, oh, Murillo, can I get a photo with you? And he'll be like, yeah, sure. And he'll do that whole like, you know, how sometimes for a photo, like, oh, make it look like I'm choking you, yeah. you know? But then he'll actually just choke them out while they're getting their photo taken. Another one that's, is- That's like assault, I reckon. Yeah, Honestly, another like one without is, sounding like a pussy, if you do that without, you know, you're a dick, you, and you like they tap and you you don't stop. That's assault. Yeah, another one is, uh, you know, I know of someone who was when they were their brown belt from Murillo, they were, then this is like I'm, I know firsthand who this person is, and they were brown belt, and when they were getting their black belt, Murillo's like rolling with them, and he's like passing them past their guard and whatever got to mount or something. He's like, okay, man, like you're getting your black belt today. I'm going to choke you out now. Okay. And he's like fighting, having almost like a panic attack. Like, no, 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 no. And like Murillo just choked him unconscious, even though like he was tapping. And even though he was saying like, no, 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 please don't. You know, so there's some of these gyms that, that. What's the point in that? eh? Oh, it's so stupid. Like, it's not like you get tougher from it and it's yeah. It can't be healthy. And there's some of these older gyms as well that it's like part of it. So I'm not going to mention any names, but this happened at the gym recently where someone was talking about this old, an old gym that they came from where it was just part of the training where the instructor would choke everyone unconscious, you know, just line them up, choke them out, choke them out, choke them out. And then he got, <laughs> he got one of the other members in, in my gym, right? And I don't condone this this sort of activity, but it all happened like too fast. Like it happened while I was busy doing something else. So I didn't really, I caught just the end of it, but they sat down on their butts in front of each other and they're like, okay, we're going to cross collar choke each other at the same time until someone goes out. Right. And the guy, one of the guys passed out and the other dude, you know, thought he was just teasing him because the dude who passed out was actually bigger and stronger. 
And so the guy was like, oh, he's making fun of me, pretending to pass out. So, so like as he fell back, passed out, he threw his leg over on top onto Mount and like kept choking him until I came over and was like, whoa, 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 bro, what's going on? He's out, you know? And like, it's like so dumb. Like it was a pretty funny thing to happen, but like doesn't mean just because something, you know, it's funny. It's, it's funny because the bigger guy back. was the one that yeah. initiated it. And it's know? funny to look, yeah, it's funny to look back at it, but it's also like, it's just so irrelevant, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so unnecessary. How is that teaching you anything? You know, have you seen there's also some videos that have gone around ages ago? I remember seeing one where you know, it was like a Muay Thai gym or something, and the instructor lined everyone up and he would just line them up and just be like, man, like not just like little sort of like, I'm gonna give you some little jabs in the belly so yeah. you build up that resistance of what it's like to get, you know, because if I'm giving you some light punches in your abs, yeah, it's like a ab workout, but it's also like it's nothing compared to when you get properly hit in the guts or yeah. kicked in the guts. Like yeah. it's to some extent you have to build up some of that resistance, you know, that learn what it feels like. Mm. No, it wasn't that man. He's like got them lined up and he's pretty much like full swinging at their heads, just like left hook, right hook, left hook, right hook. And then he'd move on to the next person. That's how and you get some, a concussion. Yeah. And some of them were even, I'm not saying girls can't be tough and can't fight, but like there were girls in the class and the male instructors just like deck, 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 just like swinging on these chicks like who were lined up. And I think this was going around while I was in Brazil and it like kind of went viral and people were like, this dude needs to be charged with assault. Like, that is ridiculous. assault. That is straight up You assault. know, so that type of training method when it's in jujitsu where you choke people out intentionally or yeah. like it's just, it's like, oh man, like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if you're like in the most elite competition team in the world, there's no place for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, you can I mean, if you accidentally get choked out in a roll because you didn't tap didn't or tap whatever. Or you, like, yeah. man, that, that, like that it happens, yeah. right? But Yeah, like I was a white belt, got caught in a baseball bat choke. We're doing a specific drill where you had to pass, right? It was pass sweep Smith, like, um, and I was passing, trying to pass a blue belt. He got me the baseball bat choke. I was unaware of what was going on. I, I was passed. I thought I had the pass. Oh, you got the one from the, like, one from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. one from the bottom and you just rolled over. Yeah. And because I was like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, I beat this blue belt. I went out. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel it coming. Just boom, it happened. Just yeah. went out. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that, that sort of shit can happen. Um, there was a case, uh, I think, I, I don't know when it was, it was a couple of years ago, but in the last like five years where I think it was in Africa, um, this judo instructor was, they, they, they do this thing and this went viral recently where they like throw the kids. Oh, like these, I saw that. That was adult, brutal. Yeah. So there was this one. I tried to find it recently. Yeah, I couldn't find so it. so bad, right? So this fully grown man, he would be like 90 plus kilos. He's throwing this like 20 kilo kid. Dude. I'm talking like he's eight less, like, or 10. And yeah. he's slamming this kid yeah, on these if, mats that are this paper thin. It's basically on, on ground. And yeah. the kid died from internal um, bleeding. If you, if, you ha if you haven't seen this video- uh, it is horrific. It's, it's. I actually didn't know he died. Now, he died, uh, now yeah. I'm. That's probably why it's hard to find yeah. now, or that I couldn't find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he died later that day in hospital because it, it's yeah. not. You know, you can't just find video footage of people being murdered. Yeah, right? effectively, he was murdered. Yeah, it was but so sad. The Eddie's pretty much looks exactly the same as that. Uh, the 
God, I'm not up to date with Marvel, but like the Avengers movie where where Hulk, Hulk yeah, grabs smashes, Loki yeah, and he's exactly just like going smash, smash. I think it was yeah. like one of the first Avengers. The first Avengers, the first yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, man, no it's joke. It pretty much looks exactly it like that. It is the that. same. He is just picking him up and just slamming him left, slamming not, him right. Not just over like and over not again. just like doing a little hip toss, and because no. the the adult's bigger, the kid falls from a height. Like he literally lifts him all the way up over his shoulder, and like slams. like something out of a video game, and yeah. goes slam. Like honestly, it, slam. Like, I think Samir shared it because Samir is a brown belt in judo and yeah. he was showering it to shed light on how brutal and, and terrible it is and doesn't condone that sort of behavior in judo and was like, you know, basically saying how, you know, this this is a disgrace to judo and it, re- it really just was gut-wrenching yeah, to watch pretty, that pretty poor gross. child be assaulted by someone that, you know, he's meant to respect and look yeah. up to. And I look at like, you know, choking students out for the sake of it or punching them in the head for the sake of it to like toughen them up. It's, a long it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's exactly you know, It goes thing. on the same. If you've got a line in the sand, they all sit on the same side of that line, yeah. you know, yeah, like, which is shit, shit that's not cool. Yeah, 100%. You know? um, yeah, it's not, it's not about being a bitch, being a pussy. It's not about like, oh, you, you know, you can't handle it or whatever. It's it's not about that. It's, it's you know, it's just, it's stupid. It serves no benefit. Yeah, none at all. Like none. Anyway, that's my... That's my sad little rant. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. But for every, you know, for every story like that, there's good ones. Like mm. I saw this one a while ago that was, uh, you know, for 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 kids. I I think that obviously I'm biased to thinking jujitsu is the best, but I, you know, any any martial art can if you have a good instructor offers a lot of skills to kids. So it could be karate, taekwondo, whatever. They're going to learn discipline coordination, social skills, a lot of these life skills that are great for kids. There was this one, this um, karate instructor, and I might be mixing stories. I'm not sure if this is the one where he runs a class specifically for boys without fathers yeah, or something who, like that. I know who you're talking about. But it was this one where this, like he had to break a bit of wood yeah. or something and this kid's in tears because he can't break the bit of wood. And just like, man, like the – wasn't like the guy gave some crazy powerful speech, but just the way he dealt with the situation and the way he talked to the kid and yeah. everything. And long story short, like the, the kid broke the bit of wood. Like yeah. it was awesome. You I know, think that so, was actually his son. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think Are that you was, sure? yeah. Yeah. Cause that guy was on Joe Rogan podcast. That's how, God that's, damn it, Kieran. <laughs> Why are you doing every story with No, he's awesome. I have him on Instagram. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Joe that, Rogan, I know you have him on Instagram. That, that video <laughs> uh, funny. That video went uh, uber viral. Um, and yeah, yeah. So he, he does run like a martial arts program based around karate for underprivileged boys, mostly, yeah. or children. Um, and, you know... It, it, Basically, their whole practice isn't necessarily about teaching high-level karate. It's not about that at all. It's about empowering young men. Yeah. And uh, I think that particular video was his son. And the reason he was in tears is because on the way to the gym that particular day, they're talking about breaking the board. That was like the big thing of the day. Yeah. And, you know, the the, the son didn't want to disappoint his dad. And he was right. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the case. So it could be a very similar video. Uh, Dad's like, don't worry, son. You've got that. plenty other opportunities to disappoint me. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was on uh, Joe Rogan uh, podcast. That's how I, I know who he is. I can't remember his name. Um, apologies. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so there's it. lots of good ones out there too. There's also mm-hmm. lots of fairy martial arts where the whole like, yeah, fall over and flip. Yeah. Oh, like, like Aikido the, and like. No, I don't mean like Aikido, like. I mean, but those ones, the ones that like, like, uh, 
you know, essentially or, or like preach telekinesis yeah. oh pretty God. much, right? So stupid. The best videos on the internet are those dudes facing off against real dudes. Arts. Oh man, I love seeing Like it. there's one infamous one. It's one of the first ones, this MMA um, athlete. They're both sitting across from each other on their knees, like sort of sitting down on, on their knees. And the, uh, the the spiritual guy's like, yeah, let me get my chi in. You know, he gets his force field ready. And they're like, all right, ready, go. And he's like, just fucking gets wailed <laughs> just, on. Just yeah, gets so wailed. Just like punches him like a couple of times. It. And then he's like, you okay? And, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. hits him again. Yeah, and, yeah. And then he's like, oh, hang on. I just didn't have my chi aligned or whatever. Dude, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, it's literally, It's literally just, I mean, I don't want to see them get hurt. But at the same time, you're, for me, you it's, it's you're running a scam. Mm. Like it's a hundred percent a scam. You're exploiting they gullible, do, they vulnerable do that shit people. Like keto as well. You know, yeah, a bit they do. Because there's, there's a there's a guy recently here in in Australia, and uh, I don't know if I heard it on on the radio while I was in the car, but I only must caught be true. yeah, it must be true. I only caught the second half of the story, so I don't know if this guy was running this business as a legitimate thing or if he was doing it as a gag joke thing because what he was doing was selling these crystal necklace pendants, right? This was during lockdown in Sydney. He was selling these crystal necklaces that he said he had empowered the crystals with negative energy to expel people away from you with the whole like social distancing thing. So I don't know if he was selling it like as a gag gift, you know, that, that it was meant to be a joke Surely. or if it was meant to be legitimate because people yeah. believe in the powers of crystal, right? Yeah. But I think, I don't know, but I believe he was maybe doing it legitimately because the, the half of the interview I caught, he was saying that he would line all these crystals up and then he'd be on his balcony and he would yell like, get away from me, you moron. 1.5 meters social distance, you effing this, effing that. To charge the crystals to the point where his neighbors would knock on his door I was about to say, stuff. imagine, imagine no, yeah. the neighbors. Like, what is this fucking dude doing? Yeah, right. So, but wow. anyway, like, if he was legitimately selling the crystals, thinking they're empowered with negative, like I see that as you're running a scam, yeah. a scam like it may as well be a pyramid scheme against mm. the law scam, in mm -hmm. my opinion. If it's a gag gift, then it's a gag gift. You buy it from a joke shop. Yeah, but I mean, if he but, truly believes it and other people believe it too, fuck it, go for it. If you want to, if you want to spend your money on that, go for it. Yeah. But, Do you know how much money you made in the in oh, six months? With thousands. Half a million dollars. Holy shit balls. Okay. Half yeah. a million dollars in six months he, for wow. selling negative energy empowered crystals. I that he I said he would one. he would get a box of two hundred crystals, right? And he would yell at them. Yell profanities at them. Nice. I and like then it. put them on a pen a necklace and sell them. I like it. But Half uh, a million. I mean, with that sort of shit. A lot of it is the power of persuasion and influence. And back to the, not to backtrack, but the whole people that fall over for the force fields and things like that. I was watching a video of a Aikido black belt that ded dedicated his life to Aikido, right? He thought it was legitimately a martial art that was legitimately going to, you know, work on the streets and that yeah. sort of stuff. And then he came to the realization through, you know, investigating it and being real with himself, how it's bullshit. And he ended up training jiu-jitsu instead. Yeah. Uh, and it's his channel's all about his journey in jiu-jitsu. And he said there was one time he there was a very, very high level, like grandmaster Aikido person from Japan visit his gym. Uh, and he was doing like a demonstration on on this guy as a black belt because he was the instructor there. And he 
you know, instructed him to try and get up with his like finger or hand in, in his face or something. And he was going to stop him with his energy, which you can only get when you're like this grandmaster Japanese guy. Yep. And he was like, yeah, just try and get up. And the, the, the guy was saying, you know, he knew he could get up, but he didn't want to embarrass this man in front of everyone. So he didn't get up. He like acted and he knowingly acted that he couldn't. So in a way it wasn't the, you know, spiritual power is the power of influence, right? Because if you if you had this high level Japanese guy that is considered one of the best Akira people in the world come to your gym and you're the instructor and you embarrass him, you know, you'd be outcast, right? I, yeah, that's that's actually funny you say that because I again the getting so off. Well, we haven't been talking about chokes versus submissions for uh, first <laughs> joint locks for a long time. <laughs> welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast or the derailed podcast. Yeah, the, the waffle. But I stumbled onto a random little like one, two minute YouTube video. Some guy, I don't know his name. He was in an interview. I think he's some like big savvy marketer or something. Right. But he's... I, he's like thing is that he says he's really stupid and he's not afraid of being the dumbest person in the room. Mm. Right. And he goes, I'll give you the perfect example. He goes, he goes, I ask a lot of questions and he had been contracted for some project with some company, like a fortune 500 company. And mm. he's, and he got invited to be in, in this meeting. That's like all these board members of this big company and uh, the he's sitting in on a meeting with between the company and like an, I don't know what it was, like an advertising agency or something, right. okay, and who's giving their PowerPoint. And he's sitting there and he's sitting going like, man, what what am I doing here? Like I have no, I like he's, and he's got the PowerPoint printed out in front of him. He's like, I don't understand any of this, right? And after a little while, he's like, wait, wait, sorry. He's like, can I just ask like, you say that, you know, X equals Y, but like here it says X equals Z. He's like, sorry, I, I just don't understand. You know, and the, the lady would try to explain it. And then he just like kept asking questions, being like, sorry, you know, I know I'm stupid. I actually don't understand any of this. And, and what happened is like one by one, the more that he was asking questions because he was the stupidest person in the room, it turned out that like all the other executives – of the fortune no 500 idea. company, they're yeah. like started putting their hands up being like, yeah, I actually don't understand this either. Yeah. You know, whereas if he wasn't there being stupid and asking all these questions, they probably just for the social norm or whatever, to some extent would have just gone away with it, ended up with this proposal that they paid millions of dollars for and never would have used because no one understood it. Mm. Right. And this is an anecdote that this guy tells. Right. Uh, so I'm not saying that all executives are just yes men, mm. but you know what I mean? Like it's sort of that power of influence or not wanting to stick yeah. your hand up, be like, oh, I'm the only dude that doesn't understand or yeah. I'm the only dude that this magical key power doesn't work on yeah. or whatever. Well, they've run an experiment testing this exact hypothesis. And the way the experiment went is they had three lines on a PowerPoint and it was very easy. You just had to say which line was longer and it wasn't an illusion. It wasn't an optical illusion or anything. It was like one, two or three. And it was clearly number two was the longer line. Right. And they went around the room and asked everyone like, you know, it was a classroom setting and the you know person in the lab coat up the front and everyone, they, they purposely asked the subject last and everyone else was an actor and they're like, Oh, line number one. And they all said line number one was clearly longer. Right. And they basically gaslighted the subject into being like, oh, yeah, line number one. So he yeah, went along right. with, yeah, with right. the status quo when it was clearly, clearly number two. like obviously 
the line number two was was longer. Yeah. But they changed their answer to line number one, not to look stupid. Yeah, and only yeah, like yeah. less than 10% Said the, line number two. Said line number two. Yeah, right. Yeah, only less than 10% actually said what they believe. I'm going to start selling belts empowered with jiu-jitsu knowledge because I, I, I infuse them with jiu-jitsu knowledge. Yeah. And I, How would you infuse I, them? I'm going to yell jiu-jitsu techniques at them. Right. And I'm, what techniques are you going to yell I'm at them? Going, no, I'm not going to yell. I'm going to hold the belt in Whisper. my hands. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to rub it on my face. Yeah. Half a million half a million dollars later. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, we're gonna be rich. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, Guys, good place. Chokes versus locks, you know. Uh everyone knows you, you big buff dude, no blood to the brain. They're they're gonna go out. So, mm. you know, they're incredibly high percentage, but you you just can't ignore heel hooks. They're yeah. they're very uh, they're very Gucci at the moment. They you know, go <laughs> trendy. Yeah, they work really well in vogue. Very high percentage as well. I, mm. I think they're really they're just like the the two best avenues to pursue. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to give us a like on your listening a platform. We're now one of those people that are like it really helps out a lot. But it know? does. It, it does. does. And now, if you do, if you do enjoy the episode, you know that taking that extra second to give us support really we really appreciate it yeah thanks so much guys have a great day catch you next time bye